You know what's better than a tripod? A quad pod. Isn't that just a table? Wrong. It's a quad pod. Talking sports, pop culture, food, and, uh, more sports. Unofficially brought to you by KSRO and North Bay Biz Magazine. It's the Quad Pod with Jeff Woodworth, Mike DeWald, Luke Straub, and Frank Sumrall. Did you, uh, is this, is this word pad from today or is it from yesterday, Mike? Probably yesterday. Tuesday, oh, Tuesday's with Lenny Davis, so it's from Tuesday. And it's the okay. very old. Very old. <laughs> you want me to save it? No, don't save it. No. I don't save anything. My life is reckless. Are we recording right now? We are. Damn, all right. Hey, welcome back to the Quad Pod. My name is Jeff Woodworth. I'm joined by Mike DeWald. Hey. Frank Sumrall. Howdy. And Luke Straub. What's up, y'all? How's it going, guys? It's going well, man. It's Friday. Been a week, right? Uh, exactly it one week. I think. Goes by so fast. To the minute, oh, man. <laughs> to the to the exact minute. Oh boy. All right. Uh, good show today. Lots to talk about here. First, I want to talk about what happened uh, last weekend with Conor McGregor at UFC 246. He took on Donald Cerrone and he defeated him in 40 seconds. And I just have this this idea to throw out there with you guys. Like, I'm a huge McGregor fan. I've got the I've got his famous quote above my desk. You know, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. I sign off with it. You know, at the end of each uh, CSR podcast, I think that fight was fixed. And what? I don't. And but I mean, you know, like, and I say that as being the guy, like my guy that I was cheering for came out on top. But I mm. think that fight was fixed in the sense that Cerrone went down awfully fast, and they're already talking about McGregor dropping back down to 155 to fight Khabib or staying at 170 to fight Masvidal for that for the you know the BMF part two if you will but he took out Cerrone in 40 seconds right and like he took a he took a big swinging uh I think it was a right or no it was a left it was a big swinging left Cerrone ducks kind of takes a shot to his to his thigh if you will right and then they get in the clinch and McGregor's hands are pinched shoulder. off. Pin, yeah, they're the pinched shoulder. off, and he goes three straight shoulders. And the second one definitely catches Cerrone in the face. And I'm, I'm sure it broke his nose. You know, I've, I've never had my nose broken. I've been knocked out, but I never had my nose broken. Nice. So I know, yeah, subtle, subtle tough. <laughs> we gotta get that right story there. at some point. <laughs> so if there's time later. Okay. So you know, I. I look at it, and then he took a kick to the face, and then he went down, mm. and it was just all. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was a punch, a, a bunch of power that was that was packed into the into the shoulder and the kick. But I'm just saying, 40 seconds. When you look at Cerrone's, uh, his list of accomplishments. You know, he's had the most fights in UFC WEC history. He's had the most most uh, fight bonuses. I think so between the uh, the kick kick knockouts and his last five or six fights he won by submission or something like that like it just didn't add up i was happy that mcgregor won but when i woke up the next day Whoa. i was like that seems a little funny to me okay hey, okay i got two points on that if, if someone's really going to take a dive they're probably going to stretch it out to longer than 40 seconds okay i think that also speaking of adding up let how many punches has cowboy taken in his career i That's think he kind of just yeah. like hit his hit his limit and it was like i'm done i've gotten i've gotten shoulder in the nose three times why uh, McGregor and, and, and I'm out. And, but most of all, I, I would have more to say about this. If there was, uh, if I didn't miss the fight, I blinked and I missed it, man. Uh. I was trying to get the, uh, trying to get the stream, uh, going to the computer. And, uh, by the time I got there, uh, it was over. Should have gone casino, man. Should have gone. To Grayton. That's what I did. I just went the cheap way. There's I always February twenty second. There's always February twenty second. That's boxing, I know. But Deontay Wilder and yeah. Tyson Fury. Everybody watched that too. one. G bar. That's the one to go to if you're going down to Grayton. Just a heads up because True. all the other bars usually have dress codes, and I was there in a hoodie and a hat, and they don't like either one of those. Oh, just like you're dressed right now. now. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And the Christmas party. On and, the, and the Christmas party. You weren't there. Don't make that joke. Don't make that joke. Mike, what were you going to say? That, was, that, was, that deserves uh, a uh, – anyways, yeah. I was just going to latch on that I was at a uh, a drinking establishment while mm. this was on. Oh, my God. Look, is that a look, bar? Maybe. It could a watering hole. Look up. It could have been, 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 been anything. They're doing the pre-show, like all the big lead-up on the TV. Uh, oh, right. The fight's tonight. Oh, I wonder how that's going to go. Stop paying attention for literally like five minutes. Look up. And it's the post show. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, well, the, the, the Holly Holm fight before it was kind of a snoozer. That one went the distance. So I guess True. people did technically get some money out of the pay-per-view. But I just, you know, I mean, maybe Cerrone, that was kind of his swan song. And it was a, the UFC saying, hey, we're going to have you fight McGregor. You're going to get cashed out here and you can ride off into the sunset. Because it's not like he was a champion. I don't know if he is, if he is ever going to be champion again. I'm pretty sure there's just too much talent, especially in the 170 weight class. 
but it just at the time I was super juiced. You know, there's a little bit of liquor flowing. Uh, there's uh-huh. also at the at the casino. I got to shout out the tool bag, or I, I guess a tool belt that was standing about three <laughs> people to the side of me because you know I wasn't the only one there. But there was about four or five. You know, I want to say about. 40, 50 people at the G-Bar. They're just all watching it on all the TVs. And this guy, in his baseball tee, his fake gold chain, and his true religion jeans in 2020, smoking <laughs> on a giant-ass cigar two, two, three people away from me. Like, bro, I respect a cigar, but in the casino is not the place. It's bad enough that we got <laughs> the people on the slots over there ripping Marlboros nonstop. Like, then we had to deal with the, the, the cigar. But that was a whole different thing. So and also props to him on wearing true religion jeans in 2020 because I, mean, I, I thought that stopped in high school. I don't know if I don't if I don't get that at the casino, I feel like I was cheated. That's what I expect. When not the cigar, <laughs> not the cigar, man. I could deal with all the smoke that was there, but not not with the cigar. That was too much. That was over the top. Like what it, you know? My last casino trip, I got ripped off. What? what I happened? had two old grannies hitting the Willy Wonka slot, and they were <laughs> ripping a fat jewel. <laughs> I wanted I wanted the real cigarettes. I wanted the cigar. So that's they made, uh, this guy made it up for you. That's not exactly what you expect, man. That's this prank <laughs> was, guy. Prank uh, got ripped off indeed. But uh, something else. Uh, sorry, Jeff, about that fight was that I think you kind of intimated at this. This was clearly. I think Frank even mentioned this. Frank doesn't follow UFC, but that was a clear setup fight. They're they're going to oh, have one hundred percent. They're going to have yeah. a fight. That, who's the guy that 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 wrestled with the bear? That that's guy's what I'm cool. saying. I think I think it's either setting up for a rematch with Khabib. Well, Khabib, if you want to pronounce it correctly, but I'm not Khabib. Uh-huh. Or he's going to fight uh, Jorge Masvidal, and Masvidal wants at him because he knows he can. A, he thinks he can beat him, and then B, he thinks he can get the payday off him. And I just think with Khabib, like that's done. Close, close okay. the door on that. Okay. Khabib's in a different weight class. You could use that excuse. It's a lot tougher to cut down to that weight. You know that you're going to get outclassed on the ground with Khabib at least go up against Masvidal who's ready to stand there and throw hands with you throw hands and kicks you know and then when that's done you can move on to whoever's next I know Usman said that he'd be willing to take a shot at him he called out everybody in the division after the fight you know it was it was kind of a weird McGregor that we got this time it was like somewhat humbled but still ready to turn it on for the audience when necessary all right who do you think would be the best fight for the fans it sounds like Masvidal oh definitely okay Masvidal versus McGregor would be the fight to watch I thought for sure that he was going to get at least one more setup fight after this so I was thinking like a Justin Gaethje or somebody like that but I who knows you know and all I know is that he he wants to fight again before the summer because he spent all this time getting ready you know in shape for camp and what what happened you know I mean I'll watch I'll watch lasted 40 seconds so but next fight over or under a minute I've been there too uh, over was, under a minute. Oh there. man, I'm gonna say. Well, that one over. I thought for sure that he would take out. I thought for sure he was gonna knock out Cerrone, but I thought it was gonna be something that was gonna happen towards the end of the first round. Like I definitely mm-hmm. expected a little bit more trading back and forth there. But I think we all did. Forty seconds. Woo. Uh, again, Rough. that's long for some. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, w- whenever the time is, that's the right time. Come on. All right, so we're all excited for the Pro Bowl. That's coming up this Sunday. Totally. Love it. Love it. So excited. So what they're doing is they're adding a rule change to make it all the more exciting. They're going to use it as a little demo playground. They are changing the onside kick to where it's basically a one down 15-yard play to keep the ball instead of kicking it off. In honor of that choice, we're going to come up with our own rule changes for whatever sport we desire, and then we're going to vote on them. Mm. And we're going to decide which ones are good and which ones are bad. Yes. I like this. Yay or nay. Okay. Luke, you are up. Oh, sweet. <clears throat> Here's a good one for you guys. All right, so this is something that... Okay, by the way, I want to shout out to AAF and the XFL because they are pioneers in rule changes. They actually came up with that rule first in the AAF that Frank just mentioned. But my idea is this, gentlemen. What do you think about... Okay, you remember those the, the field goal posts that used to be inside the end zone? So you're talking about CFL. And now it's now it's outside of the end zone? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just get rid of it. Mm. Let's just get rid of that focal post. And give teams five downs instead of four, but make them have to gain 12 yards. That's Oh, man, that's so much so going no on more right kicking, now. My brain hurts. None. Five downs, 12. You just want a new sport. <laughs> yeah, just, keep, just the the uh, revolution of the field goal. It's going in the right direction. I just want to uh, see that evolution come to its rightful end and have no field goal kicks. So if there's no, whatsoever. no field goal kicks, you're still going to have punters. Then if you mm. if you if how you can go, we get rid of those guys? Well, well that's no, because you, you still you, call it football. That's right. So you still have the punter, but I'm saying, what happens on kickoffs? Do they just get the ball to 20, or what are they? Now you're only driving 80 mm. yards instead of 100. Like, what's the deal there? There still will be kickoffs. How does 12 divide into 100 it doesn't 
So that's going to be an interesting <laughs> goal line situation. <laughs> it could be. You know, they're just the, the, uh, the first and goal. That one got Mike. Yeah. I'm doing the. Uh, I'm doing the math, and I'm optimistic about that math. Oh man, math is not my strong suit. But even <laughs> all I right, know. shall we vote on that, Tell guys? Uh, I'm gonna give it. A, no. a, I'm gonna poo poo on it. Uh, I'm a. I'm a big no. Sorry, Luke. Okay. There's there's parts of it I can go with, but as a complete package, that's a no from me. There's a I lot, will... man. That was a that was a big package. That's I love Vindaterin. You just want to kick out kickers. Now you know true pioneers. You know they 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 fail often initially, and they keep on trying. You laid the groundwork. They though. keep on going, and someday they're gonna be gone. I wonder if you made this up because you're sour of the Janikowski first round. <laughs> you're like, no yeah. more kickers ever. <laughs> no, we were talking about Janikowski in the office of the day, and people were Sebastian Janikowski and, and our uh, Blake Basharini, our our sales manager. He was like, you know, hey, what's up, Blake? And, uh, and we were talking about how great he was, and I was like, he was terrible, uh, underachiever. But, okay, so why, what? you guys like field goals? I mean, what's going on I'm not on saying that, that we guys, need to get rid I mean, of it. You, just, you, that... you offered a lot out there, right? It was, it so there's, if there's package. one criticism, that, that's what she said. If there's one Boom. thing that I would get rid of okay. in, in your recommendation, it would be keeping the keeping the field goals. I'm, I'm down for five downs huh? and make them go 12 yards. Do it. Why not? I like field goals because it changes up the score. Yeah, ah, okay. that is true. Like uh, 28, I like, 21's a I like the five downs, make him go for 12 yards, make it even, make it down a distance further. Why not? What the okay, hell? Okay, and my final note on this, for the record, I really wanted the XFL to do this. I was hoping for some crazy stuff from the XFL. No, that I get, because it's right. basically blue-collar, you know, backwater football. But, so. uh, hey, you know, thanks for listening. We're, I'm going to get this initiative passed someday, you guys. All right. Keep dreaming. <laughs> Watch out. Next. Me out. It's my t- turn. <laughs> it is, you told me it was my turn. My suggestion, or my rule change, would be, I have one serious, one not so serious. The first serious one would be there's shot clocks in basketball. Why is there not a shot clock on a play clock in the NFL? Well, I'm so 40 seconds. I'm no, 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 no. Why is there not a buzzer attached to it? Excuse me. That's what I meant to say. I was getting a little ahead of myself there. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. Over my skis. Uh, So why is there not a buzzer attached to the play clock? Because how many times have we been watching a game where you see it drop down to zero and you start freaking out at the damn TV and that quarterback still snaps the ball and he connects for a first down and you feel screwed out of your defense's ability to stop him because somebody got a little too lazy with the clock. Now, if a buzzer went off, and, and there's lights that went off on the buzzer, we'd be able to take a look at it like we do with the shot clock. So I'm just saying, I need a buzzer attached to the play clock in the NFL. It's, hmm. it's really 41 seconds. Mm-hmm. I've seen it sit at zero 42, for a second, and 45. then they'll snap it, and they're like, oh, that's good. That is that. I like that Jeff zeroed in on that, because it is one of, the, one of the things about the NFL that is a little bit hilarious and old school and archaic, because you have the clock going down to zero, and they're still able to snap the, the play, like Frank just mentioned, because the referee... Has to, you know, he's looking at the ball and he's gonna look up at the clock. And if it's, if it's, you know, if it's snapped by that time, or he's looking at the clock, then he looks at the ball. It's very low tech, is my point. We're gonna have yeah. that problem in the Super Bowl. We absolutely yeah. are. There's gonna be a thing where it's like, wait, the seconds are wrong on the clock, bring it back, and they're gonna have to run to the field. Yay or nay, Dewald? Oh, this is a big yes for me. Oh, it's always funny to hear like the analyst on the trying to like the rules analyst trying like, to justify that. Yeah, they're oh well, you know the referee's yeah. looking at the clock and then you got to look at the ball. No there, doubt. there's yeah, a yeah. little <laughs> bit of time in there. Uh, it's my yeah. ass. eat my ass. Yeah, you like Frank? You, you got a yes. Hey, Luke. This is going to no, and I'll tell you why. Wow. Oh, <laughs> just a hater. It did pass. Though. Just a, it did. It did pass. But Luke's just a born hater. A, Go ahead. A little bit, but hey, okay. So you guys should have guessed this. This was going to get a no for me. Who's the guy that doesn't like instant replay? Yeah. And who's the guy that likes? You know what I mean? <laughs> who's the guy that's stuck in the medieval times when it comes to hey, football? Who just tried to? I just tried to get rid of the rock. I tried to get rid of field goals. Okay, so yeah, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> All right. But uh, that, that Jesus. It, I like, and plus, no buzzers in in the in the uh, NFL uh, stadium. Those are those belong in arenas. That's All right, real quickly, my my joke one that I think would make the game. Oh, I thought that was the joke. No, 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 no. That <laughs> was that was the real one. I think the joke one that would make the game a lot more entertaining uh sand traps in golf get rid of them fill those things with concrete you hit it in the sand trap we're gonna watch that ball go flying that's the real hazard right there all right I'm saying, pretty dope. <laughs> it would make golf a little bit more interesting if you just filled the sand trap with concrete and if it got stuck in there you're sol so good luck but tell me you blast one off a par three I mean, and you think it's short and boom it just bounces over and now you're 50 yards past the hole who wouldn't gotta, watch that exactly um, right considering i don't watch golf that's a yes that's a good one that's a yes. I don't need your guys' approval. Yeah. To all, yeah, give me the thumbs up yes. right there. I'm just approving it myself. That's right. I just. I think that was a sweep. I just fixed golf. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold sucks. Oh. 
you are up. All right, we're going to basketball for this wow. one. Wow, sweet. Bet, a left turn here. Do you want to? He's going to put Baron him on Davis skates before you start. Latrell Sprewell. There you go. So yes, put more mustard on that pass. Okay. I always get annoyed watching like the last two minutes of a basketball game. It drives me nuts. It takes forever. So I was trying to come up with ways to make it faster, and I don't know if this is possible, but uh, we're going to go with it. Uh, no foul shots in the last two minutes. Whoa! Nope. It's not the like. There's still fouls. Like it's not the purge. You can't. You, you, can't do it. Don't, you don't shoot free throws. <laughs> no what? free throws. What? No free throws. Put the uh, put the shot clock down to 15 seconds. It just it just starts over the possession. If Shaq you foul. would be your oh. best friend. <laughs> wow. No hack uh, Can you explain it one more time real quick? So, last two minutes of the game, yeah. shot clock immediately drops to 15, 15 seconds after a foul or just on a brand new possession? Just brand new possession. Wow. So, we're cutting the play clock or yeah. the shot clock in half, too. If there's, a, if there's a foul, it just starts the possession over. No shots. Okay. Ooh. And uh, one timeout. James Harden's going to be struggling. <laughs> it actually might help James Harden towards the end of games, honestly. I don't know. You just might get a heat check. Just, just get tired. Yeah. He's screwed. All right. <laughs> I'm fascinated by that one. <laughs> yeah, you like that one? I, I kind of like it. Can, can, can I negotiate for a, a, a lower time? Can that start at 30 seconds, perhaps? Sure. I mean, I, you got. I'm working. You, you know, 30 I'm, seconds? No, wait. no, no. It's got to be. I like the idea of the last. Well, maybe like a maybe minute. A minute? A minute. Yeah, 30 seconds is too little. I don't okay. know. Okay. At the time. Miami Heat Arena, they always go, dos minutos. <laughs> yes. So, so, no, I think it has to be two minutes. Okay. Also, I'm going to require that in every way. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> they don't do so, un yeah. momento. They do dos <laughs> yeah. minutos. All right, Dwald, I'm giving that a thumbs up. Hey, hey. I'm passing it. I'm going to say no. <laughs> oh! I'm sorry. I'm going to say no. I'm inconclusive. We need to zero in on a time. It's how much super time? interesting, though. What? It huh? is. What? Huh? Yeah, how you, much need to, you need to make a decision, Luke. Let's go. There's no waffling here. That's Two a, minutes. That's a thumbs up for hey. creativity. Hey. Thumbs up. It passes. All right, All right. Thumbs up. Next. Sorry, sorry Shaq. You're, you're, I mean, no. Good for Shaq. All right, my rule. Sorry, he's retired. We're saving the uh, best for last. Okay. <laughs> oh, boom shakalaka. Okay. The mind's simple, but it's something that's bugged me forever. Going back to football. No more automatic first downs on penalties. Ah. Uh. That actually could happen. So if you had a five-yard penalty and it's third and goal at the eight, you would move the five yards and still be third, third and goal, goal at the three. Mm. Or pass interference in the end zone, it would be third and goal at the one. You no longer have the first and goal at the one situation. If it's a 15-yard penalty and you're at second and 10, obviously that would be a first down. But no more automatic first downs. I like it. Hmm. I'm passing it. That, that, is, that is somewhat radical. The, the NFL is very uh, focused on penalties and demerits and uh, play mistake-free football, and you have to do that to win the game. That's an interesting one, Frank. I, I think... Uh, has anybody else not voted? Can I ponder that for another 10 seconds or so? Yeah, got? Gotta go. I, I'm going to vote yes on that. I, I think... I and it passes. <laughs> so now, Luke, your vote doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. That's okay. Right. I'm, I'm from California. I'm used to it. Go but, ahead, Dwald. But uh, I, I, would say, I would say no, Frank. I love the idea, but... I'm just, it's too radical for me. Is that, is that too radical? What about your world changes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got you. On uh, that's fine. I passed. We're okay. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Dewald, uh, what did you like about it? Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's re- things, moments like that in <laughs> games that are sort of like the low key moments that decide outcomes that you don't even think about. Just those little things that keep a drive going, like some minor penalty that like a, makes a first down. A goal line stop, but then they have to do it three more times, and <laughs> Khalil Mack's like, oh, man, and then i got to give the ball back to Trubisky. I'm done. Okay, I, I'm going to change my vote. And <laughs> I know it doesn't matter, but like I said, I'm from California. It's important to me, and uh, yes, that's a yes. You get No, thumbs up. it's important to me you vote oh. yes, because then that's a sweep. Clean sweep. <laughs> Bam. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold sets up. That vote was for all the Raiders fans out there. You're welcome, mm, guys. You're welcome, nice, guys. nice. Guys, I don't know if you saw, but Wednesday uh, ESPN made a huge deal. It was basically Zion Williamson Day, and he played against the San Antonio Spurs. Him only. Uh, in fact, <laughs> Do you know the, the, um, the red zone uh, countdown? Yes, they had that for Zion. Yeah, it was ridiculous, oh. man. I saw it when I got home from the gym. I was looking at it. They were the, they were playing. They were airing a game before it, and still in the bottom corner, it was like Zion's debut in this. It's just like you know, completely forget the game that you're watching right here. But uh, he played awful the first what three quarters of the game. Then he just took over in the fourth quarter. Finished with 22 points, I believe seven boards. How mm-hmm. many assists did he have? 
Oh, yeah, four. Four shot in, eight of in, eleven in eighteen minutes. Not one of those points was a dunk, by the way. Very much. Mm. Thank you very much. Which was one of the concerns that I had when he was first coming out. I think, and this might be a giant overreaction, but let this man lose or let this kid lose. Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't have to lose thirty or forty. Let him lose twenty pounds and watch him become a problem. Because if he shoots like he did, like from three. That's that's it. It's game over. He can dominate you inside, then he can take you out and shoot the ball. He's basically a a LeBron James like default and or, or mold, and then you've just made him better. This but, this poor guy. Everybody talks about him being fat. <laughs> he had the stat calling him like the third fattest player in the NBA. I'm not, I'm not calling that's him fat. All like Van Gundy could talk about and Mark, and Mark Jackson. They were yeah. talking about it a lot. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not guy. calling him fat. I'm just saying for the sake of the way that he plays. If he's gonna be that thundering guy down low, just look at the big guys that have all come before him too. They've had feet, knee, ankle problems. You want to make sure that you're able to take care of yourself. That's all. Um, I was very confused watching this because it was so weird to see Zebo move and act <laughs> the way this guy was doing. I Frank, keep, I told you that wasn't actually Zebo. Thinking it's Zebo. I mean, we we went over this already. I mean, I, I know they look similar. <laughs> Zebo shooting threes and, and then uh, yeah, he um, hello fourth quarter though. Yeah, you know, I I, I tuned in. I was I didn't know about the, the countdown clock, but I, I tell you, I mean, I was juiced for it during the workday because this is the number one overall draft pick in the NBA. That's always a big deal. When I tuned in, I was kind of surprised that they said this was the most hype since LeBron. I thought he kind of had, of course, I think every number one pick has hype. Uh, but in any event, as far as the weight loss goes, I think he could probably stand to lose some. You know, just looking at him, he looked pretty winded. Could have been just because he's out of practice. But uh, I, more, more than anything, I cannot wait to watch this guy progress. I'm in, a big Zion fan. In his defense, it was his first game of the year. He hadn't played yeah. since the summer. He's also 19. You know, we talk about Luca have to, or, you know, people talk about Luca how he has to lose weight too. Like, at what point is this? Or these guys mm. still have baby fat on him too, right? Like, you got to think about that. Like, so uh, I'll, I'll remember that. But just the way that he plays and how thunderous he is and just trying to support that on his joints, you know, man, long term, he's going to have to lose some weight. He could still be a dominant force with, you know, 20 pounds lighter and, and be pushing guys around. Plus, who are the two guys that he's that he's uh, lighter than? What is it? Boban <laughs> and and Taco Fall. Two freaks wait, of nature. Wait, that was an actual set? Guess what Zion is. Oh, Zion's oh. also a freak of nature. Well, he's so. like 6'6", right? Six, well, yeah, he's 6'6". And I think he's officially listed at 6'6", 285 pounds. Yeah. So lose 20 pounds, all of a sudden you become a middle linebacker, and you're a more evolutionized uh, Draymond, too. Because you know, what, you know what really impressed me, though, the most about Zion was the passing. He's a great court vision. And that was something I think that was just under – it wasn't – obviously they didn't do a great job of highlighting it on the broadcast because they're too busy making fat jokes. Huh. And we want to make a deal about his efficiency shooting and how he didn't dunk. But the passing, man – he, he had a couple of passes picked off. He's but, got good, but he's got good court vision. He, he had a couple good and ones. Yeah, we have, what, four turnovers? But, I mean, for your first – I think game, it was five. Five, five okay. For your first game ever, you know, like live action, not too bad. Well, I, I, think, he, I think he bit off a little more he can chew. Sometimes yeah. he was like sizing up an opponent and having these wide dribbles, and they were just. Nutty. And I mean, it doesn't yeah. help. It that. doesn't help that the first scripted play they had for him on the game was an alley oop. It's like, come on, guys, <laughs> let's look into the guys. You know, best interest and longevity here. What are we doing? Good old Alvin Gentry. Yeah. Uh, one one thing, just to sour the moment. Um, oh, cool! By all means, piss all over this parade. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I get a little tired of the hype. Because mm. I remember Ben Simmons coming out, and I remember Lonzo Ball coming out, and I remember uh, Ben Simmons couldn't shoot though. Maple Lonzo Ball Michael Jordan shoot. coming out, and people thought he was going to be the next MJ. So, um, which one was that? Mike? That was Andrew Wiggins. Oh, Andrew. Oh, yeah. And also couldn't right. shoot. You give me three guys, jumpers, but you give me three guys that can't can't consistently shoot right there. That if Zion shoots the way that he did right now, buy into the and hype. He might be better than all of them. But oh, this this the biggest thing since LeBron. Each guy named before was hyped just as much as LeBron. Um, but I remember two debuts. I remember Brandon Jennings' debut. Mm-hmm. He had 17 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Oh, a point guard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had a, the illustrious career Long time Brandon Jennings. With the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Yeah. Put up yeah. 50 against the Warriors. And hey, a lot of people have done that. The best debut I've ever seen, and I thought he was going to be a stud, the 76ers point guard, Michael Carter-Williams. Uh-huh. 22 points, <laughs> yeah. seven rebounds, 12 assists, and nine steals. How'd that work out for you, though? He's, he's, he's still on a team. Yeah. Still in the league. <laughs> he's on the Orlando Magic. Ah. <laughs> um, it was a great game. Great debut. Great quarter. But 
I'm still the hype isn't getting to me just yet. And also props to Alvin. Lastly, props to Alvin Gentry for sticking with it and only playing him for 18 minutes. Not a big deal. I did tweet out earlier before the game started that I didn't think he'd play more than 25 minutes because that's just absolutely ridiculous to know Nailed that you'd be halfway through the season and you'd expect this kid to be able to out there run game with these guys. No, you got to look out for him. Props to Alvin Gentry. Despite the fans cheering, we want Zion. You had a chance to win that game, bring him out there. You have to look at the long term versus the short term there. And Gentry did oh, a yeah. good job about that. I think I thought yeah. that was the right call. Being, the you, former, being former dubs, you know, do you guys I, wanna, I appreciate that from him. I, I feel like I want to go out, out on a limb and say I think Zion's going to be a great basketball player. Do you guys have a feeling on that right away? I'm just really I'm worried. I'm excited. I'm buying the okay. hype. I'm buying Brandon, the hype. Brandon Roy, Greg mm, Oden oh, kind of thing. Terrible. That'd be terrible. I'm a little worried about that. Dewal, did you see any of it? I agree with everything that's been said. Nice. <laughs> so, he's a big boy. He's a Zebo. <laughs> Transition. Eli Manning announced his retirement earlier today. And uh, what, do we, what do we think? about Eli Manning. Let's everybody just take a second to think about Eli Manning. His Eli elite. Luke, go ahead. Well, you can't spell elite without Eli. <laughs> His, how long has that debate been going? Well, Luke, go ahead. Start. Uh, so do I think Eli should be in the Hall of Fame? Is that really where we're right? He, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he will be in the Hall of Fame. I, and I do think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And you have the two Super Bowl victories, which a lot of people have two Super Bowl, or a, a good number of people have two Super Bowls. That alone is not, not enough. But then you have to take into account that Eli Manning is top 10 in NFL history and I believe passing yards. And is it passing touchdowns? He is like sixth and seventh. Right. So you have to take that into account. And you can, you know, you could, if, you, if one wanted to make the argument that, of course, the NFL has changed, there's more yards through the air. He kind of bridged that. He played so long, he kind of bridged that a little bit as far as eras. But he is definitely a Hall of Famer. And, and it's something, a little Raider-centric point of view. Many people bring up the name Jim Plunkett as a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame. He has two Super Bowls as well. I believe Plunkett has about half the amount of yards as Eli does. And he played I'll, in a different era, though. That, that as well. The, then there you go. The, the, there, there that comes. But then at, at what point do you completely discount stats? You know, these, these count. You have to look at them. Top 10 is top 10. And if, if, if Plunkett was top 10 in both those stats, he would be in too. So I, I'm a yes on Eli in the Hall of Fame. Interesting. So Jim Plunkett for you. Hall of Good. Eli Manning, <laughs> Hall, of, Hall, of, Hall of, of two great victories. I mean, he okay. was he had two only great, two great victories. That's it. No, come on. Jim Plunkett had I, a very I, unique just, career. I'm just messing with you. Very uh, yeah. well done because yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. agreed. Jim Plunkett, Hall of Good. Yes, I agree. Uh, Frank, Heisman, Heisman Trophy. <laughs> Frank, what do you think? Eli, yeah. Would Joe Flacco be in the Hall of Fame if he won a second ring? No. Well, I mean, de facto, very yes. Possible. The way things think, work, think, he would. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. two rings automatically gets in. That's the thing. I think Eli is automatically getting in. Maybe not first ballot, but he will be Hall of Fame. It's a two rings thing. But he won't be in my Hall of Fame. Oh. I don't think he should get in. Oh, well, I don't no. think he should Frank get in. Frank Summerall personal record book. Where is your Hall of Fame? Never lost. Where is your Hall of Fame located? I want to go on a tour. It's in my closet. <laughs> Very, well, maybe maybe oh. I don't want to. I do not want to go on a tour. I rescind that. Anyways, so Eli, in my Eli's got four Pro Bowls, and he led the league in interceptions three times. So congrats to that. I looked at the rosters of these Pro Bowls to see where he was at and to see how high he ranked. 2008. You had Peyton Breeze, Kurt Warner. Maybe Eli ranks fourth that year. Because then you had Kerry Collins, Cutler, and Favre. And Favre threw like 22 picks that year. Go to 2011, you got A-Rod, Breeze, Brady. Then you have Dalton, who's a rookie. Cam Newton, who's a rookie. Rivers and Big Ben. Maybe Eli was like the sixth best quarterback that year. Out of that huge roster. Go to 2012. Peyton, the MVP runner-up, Brady, Rodgers, Breeze. You had RG3, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson make it as rookies. Matt Ryan, Matt Schaub, then you have Eli. So you have like 10 different selections. Where, where does he rank out of that? Seventh? He didn't have as good of a year as RG3 did that year. Well, that particular year. Dude, yeah. you, threw out, so we're talking many, about a you career. threw out so many names right there. I immediately started to think of something I saw online that said oh. Jay Cutler played, or I think it was Pat Mahomes plays like Jay Cutler thinks he could have or something or, or was it Aaron Rodgers <laughs> one, one of the two that was that was something I mean I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just sorry thinking, Frank he made the Pro Bowl in 2015 you know who else did James Winston as a rookie hello I mean this speaks a lot doesn't yeah, have accolades this speaks a lot towards how much longevity counts in a career he doesn't have and parts. the ability to stay in the league the best avail- ability is availability the able to the ability to do and sure, he was kind of arguably middle of the road, which is the argument I think you're making, Frank. Good argument. But he was able to sustain that and have great success over a long career. And even that in and of itself is hard to do, and not many people can even do that. 
there's there's two schools of thought. Yeah. If you hesitate, right, the Skip Bayless theory, he's not in, which I which I think is valid. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other school of thought of, can you tell the story of football without him? Yeah. Which is also a no. You have to. You have to talk about the 2007 season. Even if you skip 2011, have to talk about 2007. Mike DeWald, what do you think? I think he will make it into the Hall of Fame. He's not in my Hall of Fame either. Oh, my Where is that one at? Down in the cellar. <laughs> so somewhere better than it, the closet, I hope. If he wasn't a Manning and he didn't play in New York, it would. this conversation might not even be happening. I mean, he, then he's just like Kirk Cousins mm. or something. Uh, I mean, you look over. Ouch. You look over his <laughs> stats, and they're fine. They're okay. That's sort of every year. He's just kind of okay. Uh, so I mean, there's nothing really working against him. I mean, he, it's a lot of nine and seven records and okay seasons. There were a lot of interceptions, but I. It's not like he didn't have talent either. Yeah. Like you, people argue that for Dan Marino. Yeah, I mean, the the, the two Super Bowls is big, but I. He, he had a fine career. <laughs> a fine career. Well, that's that's all I got. Over, how long has Eli played? He's played at like 16, 15, I don't know. 16 years. 16, okay. Too long. I mean, he is an NFL institution uh, unto himself. And like when I, I'm not completely 100% comfortable with him being in the Hall of Fame because I've watched Eli Manning play. Like I feel you guys. But at the same time, like he is, I think, the spitting image of what a Hall of Famer is. He's, he's, That's the spitting image. <laughs> that face. Yeah. That blank face. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, take take his face out of it because he, he he's a mouth breather. I know this. I'm not. I would say like like Tom Brady and, and players like that, or like what you would want your Hall of Fame to be. Not a guy who just stumbled his way into two championships and three interception crowns. What it do, baby? Now believe me, it's 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 hard for me to stump for Eli Manning, but. You cannot discount what he accomplished in the National Football League. What he did was not easy. I think that he'll ultimately get in just because there is that two Super Bowl ring argument that's going to happen. Like and he's Eli, Eli will get in. Well, that too. The name has a lot to do with it. And I say that because, well, we think of somebody like when Big Ben comes up for it. Like I'm, I, people, you don't even hesitate when you say, "Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer." And Kurt, it's just Kurt was, Warner made it because somebody threw for a lot. Yeah, same with Kurt Warner too. Like, but I'm Eli Manning will make it in if anything because of his last name, because of the two Super Bowls that he never made the postseason. But when he, I mean you know continue or success or what am i trying to say consecutively but when he did made the postseason they won a championship which there is something to be said there of course a lot of that on the tail you know the uh, coattails of his defense there were a couple he did make a couple of nice throws again i'll still <laughs> i'll still ride and die by the fact that the uh, san antonio holmes catch was the best catch super bowl catch probably, probably even the, the big ben throw it was on top an, of it was, it was, it was really a nice good. catch it was nice. but the eli throw that that people overlook the most isn't the tyree throw it's the manningham throw people where, look bill, Bel- where bill belichick had that lined up for everything and the reason i bring that up is because i saw it yesterday on tv but <laughs> nice. you know so nice. all, in all transparency um, would he be the worst quarterback in the hall of fame oh well i have to take a look at the list of quarterbacks man that's not fair i don't have that rolodex Someone's got to be the worst. It one would in be. The bunch, it, right? it, would, it would be close. I'd say he'd I be. Mean, maybe Namath. Metal stand for say, sure. You know, probably the Namath. Joe Namath. Yeah. Aikman, is, Aikman is another guy, and that, that's something that that's era specific a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, no doubt about it. We would have to see. That's but good. if he does get it, in, he might be the might be the last one. He very well might be. Transition. We're also going to stick with the Hall of Fame, but now we're going to talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame here. So I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Derek Jeter and Larry Walker. Are the uh, two two that made the Hall of Fame class this year? You two? had the, the steroid class didn't. Yeah, it's not very well represented this year. Barry Bonds missing out. What do you get? Like sixty five percent of the vote? No it, less. 60. sixty. I think it's absolute travesty. What I think is a real travesty is people up in arms because Jeter missed the unanimous vote by one vote. All right, this is absolutely preposterous. You're gonna tell me <laughs> that Derek, this has just become a trend, right? It's not like there's different tiers of players. We were joking about that before we hit the record button. There's first ballot Hall of Famer or unanimous Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, and then what? Hall of Good? No. All right, get out of here. <laughs> You're gonna tell me Mariano Rivera was the first player ever. That writers could look at and unanimously agree, yeah, you should be in the Hall of Fame first go around. What about Babe Ruth? What about Ty Cobb? What about Ted Williams? What about Willie Mays? What about Willie McC- All these people, all these names that I could throw at you. Jason you, Giambi. Exactly. Well, my bad. My bad. That's easy. Easy there. <laughs> Whoa. Slid that, that one. Slid that one in there real quick. Uh, Sorry. You know, you're gonna tell me that these guys, uh, these guys aren't unanimous first ballot Hall of Famers. Like, get out of here. All right. Derek Jeter was a. Uh, when you take a look at the likes of. Who he played in the era that he played with, Omar Vizquel, 
way better fielder, and Jeter was an above-average hitter. I'm not going to say he was a great hitter, but he was above-average, and he was clutch at certain when he needed to be, which I guess that speaks a lot. That is but, the definition of clutch. Well, that's I guess that's I guess that's more of a Julian. I got you there. That's it. It's a, <laughs> right, right. It's, if anything, Jeter has like the Julian Edelman effect to me, right? Just severely average throughout the regular season, and then in the postseason just kind of gets this nod to where it's like, okay, I see he came up here. But for the longest time, he wasn't even the best shortstop on his team. They moved that guy over to third base. And then it turns out that he was sticking needles in his ass, but was still a better player than Derek Jeter was when before all that happened. And if you're uh, at least a Alex better Rodriguez, hitter, Alex oh, Rodriguez. A-Rod, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So the idea that Derek Jeter is a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer, get out of town, all right? It's, he's a product of where he played and the time that he played. Well, I get your point because it's the same thing if you look at like uh, a wide receiver winning MVP. Well, Jerry Rice never did it, and Megatron didn't do it, and he scored 2,000 yards or 1,900 yards. So now they're like, well, who can we give it to because we didn't give it to those guys? And Dion Branch ends up with the Super Bowl MVP out of all people. Well, I mean, regular season MVP. Oh, okay, okay. Like, Jerry Rice never got one. Megatron didn't get one in his year. It's like, that is well, incredible. how are we going to give one to a wide receiver when we skip those guys? How are you going to give someone unanimous MVP when we skip Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron? You know? <laughs> I, so I get your point. That's a change guys, coming. And it shouldn't be an expectation. Mm-hmm. If that's the standard of the MLB Hall of Fame where Babe Ruth, who not only is famous in baseball but is just a famous American, can't make 100%, then... Thank you. Reinforce should... Tomlin's the standard is the standard there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just how baseball is. Then this should be no offense. This, well, to, this to me, is a, is a crazy argument, and I blame two people. I blame Terrell Owens, and I also blame Steph Curry. Mm. Because Steph Steph Curry was the first unanimous MVP in basketball, but that, football had that before, right? But it, it's been in the social conscious very much this unanimous thing, you, you know. And then with Mariano Rivera, he he gained the, the unanimous Hall of Fame vote. That was very much uh, much talked about. Terrell Owens, I mostly blame because he made a big a big ruckus, a big fuss over not being a first ballot Hall of Famer when clearly he's a Hall of Famer, and it doesn't really matter to me anyway when you get in. How you get in? How many people vote for you to get in? Either you're in or you're out. And yeah, it's it's now like a separate tier. Yeah, and Derek Jeter is clearly in, and there's a big old kerfuffle about him being unanimous or not. It it kind of cracks me up. I, I agree that it's a little bit out of whack where uh, you know other guys like Frank mentioned and you guys all mentioned are not unanimous uh, when maybe they should have been. Well, do you have Derek Jeter's career stats? Not in front of me, okay. but I can. Okay. <laughs> I I agree. I'm, with everything you guys are saying but it, it still makes me laugh that uh I, I would like to know like what the one writer was thinking as he was doing his ballot the mm-hmm. one guy to be like eh. <laughs> I, if i were him i would have voted for all the steroid guys i it's about time that you start putting them in you look at Derek jeter Agreed. on there and you go i know that there's going to be at least what is it 75 percent is what they need i know that the three quarters of the writers i can bank on them uh voting in Derek jeter and you just need a quarter of those guys that wouldn't to vote for some steroid guys, and then all of a sudden, boom, Barry Bonds makes it in. Do you and think he gets in Who, Barry? I think mm. he'll get screwed, but the thing is is that there's also like a veterans council or something of writers where they can like gr- special grant you in because who was it? Tony LaRusso went on the campaign for one of his friends who doesn't even belong in the Hall of Fame, and again, the only reason I know that is because that got brought up too. Yeah. But, you know, it's possible. But, DeWalt, go ahead. Oh, I have your Derek Jeter yeah, stats Yeah, what are the now? Derek Jeter stats? Just hit re- Three, 3'10 career hitter. Okay. That's That's... That's solid. Okay. That's really good. Lots of singles and doubles. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Lots of singles, <laughs> lots of singles and, doubles. and doubles. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hits, hits. Hits count. I like that, but Absolutely. go ahead. Yeah, he's got 3,000 hits. Oh. He's got uh, two, 260 bombs. 14-time All-Star. Yeah. Okay. Does he have any stats that's, like that's, outs, uh, like as far as like his dating life? I mean, he has... Gold <laughs> gloves. Have no, you, no. Uh, what about gold gloves? Have you Slugging seen the baseball diamond of, a thousand. of all his girlfriends? No. Or has a whole lineup of his girlfriends? Did you hear that he used to go out gift baskets uh, to one-night stands? Yeah. <laughs> I have heard that. That's a good one. Hoo-ha! Uh, oh, man. Uh, it's a oh, G-move. Hey. Hall of Famer in my book. Um, I'm, I'm not arguing that he's not a Hall of Famer. I'm oh, right, just saying, course, first, right. I'm just saying right. first ballot unanimous, get out of here. There's you, guys, there was other guys on the ballot right there that could have definitely deserved the vote this like year. Like Larry Walker should have been unanimous. Uh, well, I don't know about just unanimous, kidding, kidding. but I'm glad, I'm glad that he finally got in. If you want to, uh, to mm. see the future about Barry Bonds making the Hall of Fame, he won't. Uh, he's 14% mm. shy, and 14% has never been grown in a two-year span since he started at the it low seems 30s. Like, I agree. It seems it's like he's not going to I just think there's a shift coming, and something like this has opened up a conversation where baseball is eventually going to have to address the fact that you already have guys in there that were juicing that you just can't, that we can't necessarily prove. So what, and by your own benchmark, Frank, <coughs> excuse me, can you tell the story of baseball without 
Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. You can't baseball. McGuire can, McGuire can stay out. Bonds, though, come on. Oh, I'm just saying. How those, many rings is with those? Three, with those three guys. <laughs> with those three guys. Come on, uh, they ran. They, they hit all the bombs he wants into the water. That guy wasn't doing anything. <laughs> the, the, oh, Yankees, no. the Yankees were were winning championships at that time, but baseball was literally being carried on the broad, roided out shoulders of allegedly of Barry Bonds, <laughs> Sammy Sosa, and Mark McGuire. You're a titles guy. Me. Yeah, yeah, I am, but I'm still saying those three He's guys. He's got zero titles. But those three guys, look at what he did at the plate. Don't get out of here. He's I did the incredible. greatest hitter and, of all and time, him winning seventy games while well, it the does greatest it. Greatest hitter of all time. Get out of here. This he, is baseball, though. Wow. This is like wow. I'm upset. I am <laughs> upset. He's got no titles. He the, didn't do anything. The Giants started winning when, when they dumped his ass. This has got to be a little tiny. They made the O2. They made the World Series. He was on that team. Don't did, you worry. Did they win? No. Is there a consolation? Prize? I don't want to hear that. No. Did they all win? Right? Let's. That's it. Do you that's, want a consolation prize I'm done. for losing to Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I'm done with this. No. Barry Bonds should be in. He should be. He, he should won't be. be. He won't be. He should be. All right. Oh, almost done here, Mike. What What are we missing in the NHL? Because we do a terrible job just overall of carrying our hockey coverage. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, kind of sorry. sort of. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. Hey. I uh, didn't mean it. But so, uh, what, can you tell us what's going to boot the uh, the, uh, the NHL? Very important rant this week. Mm. Nice. It, it's the All Star Weekend, which I'm sure you all oh. set your calendars for. Okay. Uh, when skills, is it? <laughs> skills competition oh, this tonight. Gotcha. Uh, NHL this year making a change in the skills competition, getting rid of the breakaway challenge, which was always fun. It showed players' personalities. They did. Uh, they picked weird shootout moves to do. Are and they changing it to figure skating? <laughs> they have replaced it with a Top Golf esque challenge, where players stand on the uh, the upper level of the arena and shoot pucks down onto the ice, Top Golf style. Oh, I'm all in on this. This is 100 percent dope. <laughs> uh, it, uh, that uh, I don't think that translates on TV. I'll be. <laughs> I think I'm moving on to something what else. What if it quick. hits somebody? You didn't think about that. What if a puck hits somebody in the face? Uh, uh, okay. A oh, bystander. Right. What are they going to do? Drop a net on, right. on the crowd to, to look up through the net? Like that doesn't seem like fun. <laughs> no, That's the, a, I, I like your chaos theory. On bring that your one. rain jacket, baby. You in the <laughs> splash zone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep your head on a swivel. Damn it. All right. No. No tweeting at that in that event. I'm pro shootouts. That's all I got. Pro shootouts. Oh, okay. It seems, it seems very ni- like 1980s American Gladiator to me. I'm not sure about that. A little bit. It does. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> hockey needs it, though. Yeah, it needs yeah. a bunch of look at me. You know, a little bit of hot sauce sprinkled on there. Maybe, maybe know, early 90s. You know, uh, fun fact, I learned something. Hockey has bye weeks. Yeah. I, I was talking to my friend about huh? this. We don't know why they started. They started three years ago for reasons unbeknownst to anyone. Uh, the first year, each team got to pick their bye week. So at some point in the season, you got just a random seven days off. Was, wow. there, was there a deadline? Like, no, you can't take your bye week like right before the playoffs start. <laughs> exactly. It was somewhere mid-season you had to take it. And then the year after, they're like, okay, we're just going to tack it on to the All-Star break, and everyone's going to take a week off. So, I have no wait, idea why it exists. Teams got to pick it? That would now I heard, is it rotating? Super complicated. I heard now it's like a sweeping rotating thing where it's just like where it is in the NFL, where there's like uh, between a certain distinction of weeks in the NHL season, they'll have like... Maybe one team from this division, one team from this division, one team from this division all take the week off, and it's rotated. Is there any credence to that? Or? Now, now the whole league takes it. Oh, Every, just, everyone takes it at once. All at the, once. It's the longest all-star break oh, you've wow, ever heard so of. we're without hockey for a while. Yeah. Now. For how many days? Till uh, next Saturday. Wow. Forever. Wow. We're going to miss it in the Super Bowl podcast? <laughs> oh, wow. no. <laughs> Way to bring it up that Super Bowl podcast. We're, it's going to be a Super Bowl bonanza next week. And that was talking hockey. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And it's time for another edition of Movie Reviews thus far. Gentlemen, I watched a good one last night. No, you can bump it up a little bit. I like the music, man. Turn my mic up. Get a little hipster vibe to it. Yeah, here we go. Um, The Salvation. Bad men will bleed. That is the the, the little (laughs) punchline underneath it, right? I don't know if you guys have heard of a uh, film star named Mads Mikkelsen. He's in a couple of good movies. He's in Polar. I don't know if I talked about that I've on the heard previous of him podcast. Now. Yeah, he's pretty good. So this movie, all hell breaks loose in the first 35 minutes. Yo, like I before I fell asleep, it was wild. So he, I guess, came out from from Dutch or wherever uh, Amsterdam, Holland, the Netherlands. And so the year is like 1897, something like that, somewhere along the lines. It's like late 1800s. He's out here. So 1864. There you go. Nope. Yeah, 1874. I was right the first. No, I said 1897. Doesn't uh, matter. 1874. That was, was a good year. Anyway, 
quality year. <laughs> so he's out here. His family, a.k.a. his wife and his son, come out to, to finally live with him in America. And they're taking a stagecoach back to his place where they end up like Ubering with this other – these two <laughs> dudes. Essentially, they end up Ubering with these two dudes in this stagecoach that are just going to end up going farther than them. But they get on and they're a little drunk and rowdy and they start sizing up his wife. So you already know shit's going to hit the fan, right? Pardon my French. So needless to say, it does. And he gets like kicked out of this carriage while it's still going. So he hunts down the carriage because his wife and son are still on this carriage with those with the quote unquote bad guys. Well, he finds the carriage, tracks him down. No spoilers. Kills him <laughs> after he finds out. No spoilers that his son was killed and his wife was killed. So he's Ooh. he finds their bodies on the, he finds his son's body on the trail while he's walking up to find the carriage, carries him, finds the carriage, sees sees the two dudes that are still the, the bad dudes that you know kidnapped and, and killed him, and uh, goes kills them, then walks back to the carriage and finds his dead wife in there, and then buries her, and that's that's right. I'm thinking that's all within like the first 25 minutes. It's just like woo, and then no spoilers. There's another bad guy. In this in this town, that turns out that one of the dudes that he killed was the brother of this main bad guy. I feel like this is the pitch of like the director to the producer. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. But it's just it's full of twists and turns. Bad man. guys like, on bad guys. So it's yeah. So this Mads Mikkelsen is technically an outlaw right now because he's killed two people, even though they killed his his wife and his son. But one of the dudes that he killed is brothers of the very bad man, right? Who, like, runs this mm-hmm. town because he works for a larger corporation. So that's where I got at. Then I fell asleep. All I'm telling you is double thumbs up. I will be finishing this movie Ooh, when I come home from the bars. Though? About 40 minutes in. And I believe the that running... That is the lowest so far of no, all your not. movies. No, it's not. It's not the lowest. Is it so good you're saving it for later? No, or? man. What about the one where the, uh, what was that? First Kill, the Bruce Willis movie. I thought I only made about 30 minutes in Oh, uh, you made about uh, yeah. okay. Okay. I think last. I think it was First Kill. That's what it's um, called. Come on, the running Willis. time on this is 92 minutes, so I almost, I made it about halfway through on this one. Are you a fan of Casino Royale? A little bit. Isn't the Mads in that one, too? Mickelson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got two people from Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Phenomenal knowledge. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's got a face. Right well, he's no, got an unforgettable face, you know? You know, he's just got one Especially of those faces. Especially Mads. Yeah. Um, well, you're yeah. not alone the in Nick. the love for this movie at the Almeria Western Film Festival. The finest of our film festivals. Mm-hmm. That's right. The Grand Jury Award for Best Feature went to this movie. That is high acclaim. So, I... Jeff's description didn't sway me, but that accolade. Now I want to see it. I think Woody found a gem. Now it's <laughs> piss off. Right. I may, I may have, I may have to watch this movie. I, I am a, a fan of the western. Yeah, give me a little bit of a time period. Piece, uh, it had all a of uh, that. I'm, ten, I'm ten and a half million dollar euro budget and has grossed at the box office a whopping total of forty four thousand nine hundred and three dollars. Wow. We need to send him some so money. That it. I guess you could consider a box office flop, cult classic. I'm gonna. We're gonna see how it is. Wait, gonna, it made forty four thousand. At the box office, that's what I have. But it's also, according to this website, it's got it's got the euro for ten and a half million on the budget, but it's got the dollar sign for forty four thousand nine hundred three dollars. So I don't know what the translation is well, there. Maybe maybe it did hit six figures. I think that's worse. Yeah, <laughs> not sure what's going on there, but cult a, classic for sure. It has a good meta score. Yeah, it's yeah, in the green. Definitely. It's, you know what it is? Is because they're they're they speak Dutch in some parts of it. Oh, I don't want to watch um, it anymore. So you'll see the subtitles pop up for that. But other than that, you know, like I'm a sucker for these these timepiece, uh, you know, thrillers well, uh, like that. What's that a show you like? You, that show you like the, the blinders? Oh, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, this has got a hell on wheels vibe to it. So oh, hell this, yeah, very much. It's a, it's a good one. I, I highly, highly recommend. This is one that you would want to finish. You're going to want to finish this movie. Well, Chris, Christian Levering. Come on to the podcast. Let's talk about your movie. Let's get let's get yeah, more people probably, to see it. He might be willing it. to do the casting. Yeah. Mike, we're ready like to pull nice some strings. Guy. Can we pull some strings? Yeah, get some Christian Levering in there. We'll finish it, and I'd love to talk about the uh, the symbolism of that movie. We could have a special quad pod just dedicated to that. We'll launch the GoFundMe campaign. Yeah. Make some of that money back. We'll talk about it. Just be like, does it, it does it hurt on the inside knowing that you made such a raw ass movie and yet it got totally rawed at the box <laughs> I office? I think that because was the the Metascore review. The pick, yeah. He's like, well, that's actually what we set out to do. Is we try to do that. You know, we just try to make raw shit and then you know it just happens. Trying to make sewage here. That's what I'm telling you, man. It's gonna be a cult classic. So I highly recommend the uh, peeping peeping the salvation. 
All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Quad Pod. We will be back next Friday. Does anybody have any announcements or anything they want to say? Any shouts out? I mean, we'll we'll all highlight our different podcasts before we sign off. But any parting things that you feel like you didn't get to say? No, I just want to, I want to stump once again for Zion. I cannot wait to keep watching him play as NBA longtime NBA fan. It's great to watch these number one overall picks and see how it works out uh, with if it's going to work out with that franchise or another. Thank you. I'll give a shout out to John Morant, the Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Forget the Super Bowl. I'm planning my Pro Bowl party. I got to see how this onside kick thing goes. Put out a big spread. It's going to be amazing. Look, look forward to it. I hope we're all invited. There was, there was not an actual formal invitation weaved in there at all. So, you know, your podcast hosts, yeah, screw you. I've hung out with you enough. So we're done. Uh, yeah, you don't get to come to my party. All right. Yeah, I don't have anything. Um, special edition of the, uh, well, a promo right now. I Make sure you listen to the Cohort Sports Report. That's my podcast. Got a special edition coming up on Sunday. A Jeff was loud wrong day. I've mm. uh, been banging a certain drum the entire year. And what drum? Just, I, a certain uh, drum. A certain drum. I don't know. I just want to want to tease that a little bit. Red and gold Get you to tune in. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. The same drum that the Houston Astros were banging on, actually, baby. No. So, the Cohort Sports Report. Change that. Uh, Mike, do you have a podcast? Yes. Rock and Vino. Music and Wine. It's a fun show. Back in February for season three. Oh, you guys do it in season? Nice. I was going to say, behind the curtain. We, pull we the just cur- started doing seasons this year. I was oh. going to say, pull the curtain be- back because you definitely just recorded an episode yesterday. That's true. Damn. Podcast <laughs> legend, dude. The grind don't stop. All right, Luke, and your podcast? You got me pondering. I, I think we need to start season two. But anyways, uh, <laughs> season two, we'll call it, of the Raiders in Paradise podcast. Rest in peace to the Silver and Black podcast. Oh, my goodness. I kept the name. I Frank. Frank Frank can vouch for me. I, I literally changed the name last week, and I changed it back. I'm thinking about maybe doing a segment off the rip because that is slang vernacular for off the start. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, Thank it you. Was Thanks, Dad. Mostly. <laughs> you're welcome. Mostly. <laughs> uh, Las Vegas Raiders. They officially changed their name Ugh. yesterday. Huge yes. day for the Raiders franchise. Yeah, so everyone tune into the Raiders in Paradise podcast for news and updates regarding the Raiders. Oh, that sounds like a blast. And then Frankie Baby, what's your latest endeavor? Got a whole new podcast. Whole oh! new podcast. Whole new podcast. It is about the death of the most annoying bit on television. I'm glad it's over. The death of Carpool Karaoke. Oh, no more? It died? It died. Oh, what? Because wow. there was an investigation. Wow. And they find out. They found out in video. He doesn't drive the car. Like, oh, my life no, is a lie. On. I saw that on Twitter yesterday. And I'm like, good. Make this die. Oh. Well, you're just taking joy away from people's lives. I like, hate that guy. They're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Stupid ass hand emoji. That's go brutal. away. Brutal. Well, I won't miss you. <laughs> Frank, if it makes you happy, I'm all for it because I never watch that. Wow. <laughs> So anyway, uh, check out the podcast. He'll be on there, and we'll be coming back. <laughs> Three hours of me just laying into James Corbin. You going, phony. You fake. You fraud. I'm going to go over his resume and just tell him how much he is just a disaster, and we'll see if it's a second career comeback. Tweet it. I will retweet it. All right, guys. That'll do it for us. We'll be back uh, next Friday.